TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Come on, side, side, Yeah, love it show. As I told y'all earlier, we got a very special guests joining us in the studio right now. For the first time heard anywhere on terrestrial radio, my good friend Tyrese Gibson is uh, in the building. How you doing, sir? Man, I'm better now. I know, I know. What's going on with you, bro? I'm good, man. Just uh, happy to be back in the A. I got on my Keisha Lance Bottoms outfit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that, is that who you're endorsing for, man? Oh, my God. I mean, it, it's no other way to do it. You know what I'm saying? So, um, shout out to everybody that's that's been responsible. Uh-huh. Um, that's went out to vote. And um, and shout out to everybody that's going to vote. You know, there's a lot of, they're saying it's about 20, 25% of folks out here that are still undecided mm-hmm. um, that need to go in and help make a statement. Because after 40, 44 years, 47 years of, of black mayors, Republican mayors, I'm sorry, Democratic mayors for the city of Atlanta. Um, we want to be able to keep this black excellence in place. It's the reason why we both moved out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We we both know why we're here. Right. So I'm I'm. This is my Keisha Lance Bottoms outfit. Right. Okay. Here. The tuxedo. Uh, all the way. Fly tuxedo this morning. I'm gonna be with her all day for the okay. next two days. So when the cameras is rolling, you just got to be presentable. Okay. For Keisha I understand Lance. that. I understand it. What's what's been going on with you, man? You've been all over social media. You've been yeah. all over TMZ, all over everything <laughs> with this big fight against your ex-wife. Yeah. And you've come out victorious. Well, I mean, my daughter came out victorious. Okay. That's the way I see it. I mean, I mean, I, I guess one would hope that, you know, that we got enough fathers out here that are just making babies and not enough fathers willing to do whatever it takes. I don't care how embarrassing it may be, how stressful it may be. It's very easy to quit and give up. I woke up. Can we kill that music? I'm sorry. That music is coming. Okay. I got ADD. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, I want to reach all these thoughts. This is my first time talking publicly, so I want to really uh, give give the people uh, some clarity on some of this stuff because it all looked crazy. Um, it felt crazy to me while it was happening. And while I was dealing with it, um, but the truth of the matter is I woke up on September 11th and I woke up to some accusations from my ex that I had abused my daughter because I spanked her. (laughs) I've only spanked my daughter two times in 10 years. My daughter is 10 years old. My daughter, I consider my daughter to be like my best friend 
my angel, my baby. And I woke up literally on September 11th while the whole country was mourning September 11th. And I woke up to a different kind of attack. And this attack included um, a restraining order, a no contact, like no calls, no FaceTime. I can't see my baby. So naturally, when you get accused of something like that and there's a restraining order in place, then you're like dealing with the reaction of a random accusation. And then you're also dealing with the reality that my one and only child, I can't see, mm. can't talk to, can't communicate with, no pickups and drop-offs at the school. It just like happened. And I did 87 days, bro. I went 87 days without my one and only child. I've never gotten a woman pregnant <laughs> since and before. Mm-hmm. And when I announced that my wife was pregnant, it was because I was taking psych meds. So the psych meds that I was on, it was because my team was like, you're so stressed. You, you seem so traumatized about everything that was going on. <laughs> and, and so being is that I don't want to lose my team. I don't want to lose my personal life. I was like, I, I'm not, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't use any kind of drugs, but if, if, if it'll make y'all feel like I'm willing to do something that could help stabilize me, I'll try it. And the pills were called Rick Salty, mm -hmm. and we got a little nickname, what we call it, <laughs> that Riri. <laughs> so, you know, we were taking that Riri, and... Uh, like I said, bro, you you know me. I don't drink. I don't smoke. You'll never catch me with a blunt. Anything I smoke, and it's Ed Lover's fault, I, I got a cigar. <laughs> I got a cigar. Like, I stepped my cigar game up because of Ed Lover. Like, I came back. Before Trump clamped down Cuba, I came back with about 300 of the realest Cuban cigars and and he ended up giving me names of cigars that I never even heard of so I can bring them back and make them proud. So I'm just letting, I just want the world to know because I can't talk about it too much. Mm -hmm. I just want y'all to know that this was never about men versus women. This was about fathers versus liars. And there's a lot of good men that are good fathers that are fully committed, not some baby daddy stuff. Not I make a kid and I live 12 blocks for my kid and I got a problem with my baby mama so I'm never going to see the kid. Like, we ain't talking with that. We talking about I am not just a father. I am a fully committed father. I may be busy. I may be moving. I may not be as available as you are while you at the house collecting baby mama checks. But at the end of the day, you cannot deny me access. to. So ultimately... That's what happened. And unfortunately, you know, I, I want to believe that I'm a man of class and sophistication. You know, I'm, I'm a smart businessman. The way I move, my wife, my life, I, I, I wouldn't be friends with you and your wife. You wouldn't be at my house at least once a week, mm -hmm. sleeping over at my crib. If, if I was associated to being a dingbat or just crazy, um, so the way I move and the way I get down, everybody knows it. So when they seen me crying and it turned into song, I just want my baby. You know, when it, when all of that went down, don't do, don't do that again. 
<laughs> no, listen. When it all went down, and I took all, you know, I basically when I discovered that it was the Rick Salty that was messing me up, mm -hmm. I literally dumped everything in the toilet. Good. Right. Good. And so once I dumped it in the toilet, that's when I cleaned everything up because right. I was like, whoa. So I'm just like y'all at the crib. I'm now looking at all of the, my posts on Instagram and Facebook. I'm looking at my posts like, yo, what the hell just happened? Hold that thought. More with Tyrese is coming up right here on the Ed Lover Show. Ed Lover Show, Tyrese, my in-studio guest, talking about Ed thing going on with Tyrese right now. So let me ask you a couple of quick questions, my brother. Yep. The Will and Jada thing, were you on the RiRi? Yes. You were? I was. Okay, the Rock thing, were you on the RiRi? I was not. Okay, can you talk about that? Um, well, I'll tell y'all about the Will and Jada first. Okay. Because I think if anybody knows me, they will tell you that I don't just love Will Smith. I adore him. I respect him and I appreciate him. So what happened when I was off them psych meds, I basically had a conversation with his wife. It's true. And I basically said to them, because the movie got pushed back, which is my main source, other than doing spot dates and shows and getting money. I needed I needed some help financially to stay afloat because basically the plan was you go get all your paper and then as your paper's going down, because the release date of the next fast was already announced, I know that my paper was gonna write back up. Okay. So since it got pushed, um, you know, I was basically privately calling in a couple favors and I was I was never broke and I'm not broke now. It was like literally can you can you help me out so that I can just stay afloat. Okay. And just keep everything that I have and not lose anything. Right? So when I had the conversation, it was like, yeah, yeah, we got you. You know, let me get back to Will cuz I was on the phone with Jada. Let me get back to Will and we'll basically figure out and I I didn't just ask. I asked for a specific amount. And so because of the psych meds, I went from the Jada Pinkett private conversation and basically went up on my timeline to announce something that was never committed to me. Mm. Just like I made that's just like I announced that my wife was pregnant and she wasn't pregnant. Like anybody who's smart would say you should you should never announce a pregnancy without at least getting two to three months into your pregnancy, just in the spirit of being a decent individual. Like you don't you don't go to your timeline like I got my wife pregnant and I'm basically two weeks into the pregnancy and I'm, yo, we pregnant. You got folks out here that rock like that, but not me. Mm -hmm. So everything about those psych meds had me crying, emotional, making announcements, talking about stuff, getting into particulars and specifics that just as a man of integrity that I would never do. And to be honest with you, you know, as, as my, my security right here, Brother Mark Muhammad, who I love, and my wife and everybody, I just really look at it as a blessing that even as, as embarrassing as a lot of that stuff was, I'm just glad that the psych meds never had me to harm myself mm -hmm. or harm anybody. Yeah, really. You Especially know. in a time where we have had so many reports of this person passing, oh, yeah. that person passing. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, that is like godsend I right mean, there. I was off those psych meds, and I was still driving cars. Mm. 
I was off them psych meds, barely sleeping. Um, you know, I never had suicidal thoughts. I never had any thoughts of self-harm or grab a knife. Let me go harm this person. Oh, he right. he on his timeline going in on me. Let me go get a hold of somebody and do something reckless. Mm. I know he going to be hosting at this club. Like, when you're not in your right state of mind, it can make you go and do some crazy things. And there's a lot of good people, and we know a lot of them. If you got any parts of street on you, there's a lot of good people that got drunk and turned up off of Molly, Ecstasy, Percocet, or something that took them out of their right mind state and went and did something crazy, and they still in jail right now as we speak. So by the grace of God, mm. I was able to embarrass myself <laughs> but never hurt myself or hurt anybody. What's the status of your relationship with The Rock right now? Well, I, I, I ended up apologizing publicly about how often, I'll just leave it at that, how often I came at him. But the truth is, everything that I could have said about that man has already been said. Um, you know, I want everybody in the world to know that the biggest movie stars in the world, millionaires and billionaires, shakes and royals, they all come to me because I'm the most positive, motivational, inspirational person that most of these people know. I, I'm not jealous. I've been, most of my friends financially and career-wise have way more than me. So if I was insecure or threatened by somebody else's career and opportunities that they have compared to what I have, then I wouldn't be in the midst of any of these people. You know, when I think about Vin, when I think about The Rock, like these guys are bona fide movie stars, mm -hmm. right? And I never claim to be the biggest star. I'm just me. I don't do 20 movies a year. It's not my story. You know what I'm working on. Absolutely. <laughs> We've talked about it several okay, times. Okay, and you've seen it. Like, yes, sir. You know that I'm working on something that's so much bigger than how can I be a bigger movie star. So how can I be jealous of an opportunity that somebody else have compared to what came to me. As a matter of fact, to clear the air, this is what I'm here to do. I want people to to know that me and and Ludacris was actually offered a spinoff long before Vin, um, uh, uh, long before Dwayne and 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 Jason. That's interesting. And I turned it down. Wow. Because the Fast and the Furious is not about us individually. Mm -hmm. The reason that the fat listen. The, I'm going to tell you the main reason I turned it down, because I can okay. speak for me. I can't speak for Ludacris. The main reason I turned it down is because I'm like, dude, for one, I'm not a comedian. I, I'm funny, and I crack my jokes, and I am the laughing stock of the Fast and the Furious, but I'm not a comedian. Mm -hmm. And the reason why my comedy in the Fast and the Furious works is because I get to play on the seriousness of Vin and Dwayne and all of these other characters that's got to come in and be super mean and super aggressive. Mm -hmm. So if you go and take Roman and Tej, which is the character's name, and go all of a sudden do our own spinoff, then we ain't necessarily got anything to play off of. And so our characters at a certain point would start hitting the same note. Okay. So everything about the multi-ethnic cast, um, the fact that I stand on the shoulders of Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Paul Walker. I didn't start the Fast and the Furious. I came in for part two. Mm -hmm. I'm more of a legend in the Fast than the Rock because he just got there. But it ain't my franchise, mm -hmm. and it's not his. So for any of us to take the liberty, in my opinion, to go and say, you can offer me a bag of money, you can put my name on a script and just make it about me individually, 
to me, that compromises the integrity of what the Fast and the Furious is about. And so you can private. How many times have people privately pitched you on ideas and you was like, nah, I'm, you know, I don't know if that worked for me, bro. Right. Uh, well, we'll pay you this. I appreciate that offer, but I don't really know if I can swing that one, my brother. Mm-hmm. And so I just expected for for folks to 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 make decisions and and I guess think about the integrity of the franchise and think about the integrity of what we as a as a huge cast stand for. Mm. And so naturally, I got my integrity. Somebody else got their integrity, and you can't really expect somebody to move the way you would move. And so I hit them privately <laughs> and no response. I hit all of the people that work all around them. And then I had to jump on the public timeline because the goal was to have a conversation and see if I can get them to consider pushing it back and not making the franchise about him. Mm. And so at the end of the day, it was bad. It, it came off as jealous. It came off as if I'm trying to you know, hate on him and his opportunity. Bro, <laughs> bro, seriously, you've been to my crib. <laughs> I ain't got no reason to be insecure about what anybody else is driving, living in, how much they worth, what opportunities is coming to them versus me. Like, dude, I'm a studio owner that acts, okay? I own the place. You got time for to hang out a little bit? I, I I just I do have to wrap it up. Okay. And I know y'all Tell got to Tell me about the pay. Love Circle Foundation, Voltron okay. Travel, real quick. Okay, so I want y'all to know, and this is my first time ever announcing this, and this is the truth. <laughs> I've decided for the sake of the holiday season that it because none of these other travel sites matter. Y'all might be used to all these other travel sites, but go to VoltronTravel.com, which is my site that I own. My daughter is the co-owner. And throughout the holiday season, I'm putting $10,000 out there to help you travel to get home to your friends, family, and loved ones for the holiday. Now, it's important that y'all understand the way this thing works because I don't want nobody like, I went on that. The way it's going to go down is every person who books a flight, because I own the site, I get your name and your information. And I'm going to be able to email you with a refund after you make the initial purchase. Okay. Up to $10,000. Anything past $10,000, if your flight is booked <laughs> and you expecting me to hit you up, like I'm going to list, you know, the names. Once you pay out $10,000. Once you, now, and okay. here's the thing. We're doing two flights. So if you get on there and you try and book 12 people from your family, <laughs> ain't going to happen. We're, we ha I'm taking care of two flights and I'm doing up to $10,000 worth of flights on VoltronTravel.com um, because everyone is out here pumping this black-owned business, black-owned this and that, but yet we still doing whatever we need to do to benefit the other side. And the other thing I'm going to let you all know, independent of the $10,000 that I'm donating for the, for the VoltronTravel.com movement, I want y'all to know that I did a deal with UNCF, United Negro College Fund, mm -hmm. and so a percentage of every booking, even after the 10000 is going to help put our kids through college. Okay. Okay? So y'all know, know what Tom Joyner is. Y'all know what UNCF is. Y'all know what that is, helping our babies to get through college. 
So every booking of VoltronTravel.com, it means something. This is the holiday season. There is no need to go to any other travel site. Um, and, and in closing, because I know y'all got bills to pay. And I know you got to talk about the Love Circle Yeah, before I get cursed out for my wife. Quick, I yeah. do not want Very my important. wife to curse me out. Me either. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I don't want to curse me out either. All right, so the Love Circle Foundation, um, we're doing something uh, at this church uh, in Norcross, Gwinnett County, where right now, today, we're asking that everybody go through your closet and get rid of all of the shoes and clothes I got you, bro. and toys and everything that you're no longer using and wearing, and we want you to go and drop it off at United Methodist Church, and the address is 2500 Beaver Ruin Road, okay? 2500 Beaver Ruin Road, Monday through Thursday, 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. You can go and drop off all of the stuff. Now, some of y'all got clothes from three bodies ago. (laughs) (laughs) And we understand what that is. We just basically, there's a lot of people out here that still don't have it the way you have it. Contrary to what you believe, there's a lot of homeless out here in Georgia. There's a lot of kids that will not see a toy or, or have even food. So we want canned goods, toys, and we want you to go through your closet, pack up. This is like spring cleaning in the middle of winter. Go through your kid's closet, through your closet, empty everything out. 2,500 Beaver. Beaver Ruin Road in Norcross. That's right. Norcross, uh, Norcross Gwinnett County. Yes. And uh, the event is gonna is coming up uh, we, on the 9th. All right. Well, you make sure you hit me and tell me, and I'll remind everybody. Got you. All right. Thank you, brother. Hey, man, listen. We're family, right? right I here. trust you. Absolutely. That's As why I'm should. here. I trust you. My brother. All right. All right. Tyrese Gibson in the building. What is this? The Ad Lover Show with Moni Love. From the best throwback hip-hop classics. Respect the classics. To dope interviews. Yeah, man. To big money giveaways. Make money, money, make money, money, man. It's the Ed Lover Show. Ed Lover Show. My man Tyrese Gibson in the building with me. I'm right here, baby. It's my dude right here, man. Family. Yeah, absolutely, man. Family all the way. Tell me, how, why do you think this stuff happened with Norma, uh, your ex-wife? And I saw something that you wrote on Instagram in the first place, uh, after everything was going down, you said, uh, Norma, if you hate me so much, why are you still carrying my last name? Yeah, that's real talk. That's real talk because you got to understand, like, the moment that... I know your your current wife, Samantha. Yeah, do you absolutely. think do you think this is a bit of jealousy? Well, here's the thing. Women hate when you call them bitter. Women hate when you get into... Because I got enough backlash about using the word bitter. Right. Right? So I would just say this. There are certain ideals that a man and a woman could have in their head as far as the way they see them lives, their lives going. Mm -hmm. And if things just kind of go in a different direction and you become, you go from the driver's seat to now being a spectator sitting on the sideline, looking at some, looking at a life that you thought that you would have play out in front of you, Mm -hmm. it'll, it'll make you feel a way. Right. And you know, I've been dealing with, Ed, listen to me, everybody that's looking at this show and listening to this show, I have been dealing with 10 years of lies and accusations. And every time she has lied on me, it's all over the press and all over the media. It's compromised my career. It's compromised jobs, bookings, shows. I mean, nobody wants to do a concert and have people outside with picket signs. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, mine ain't as bad as Kel's because <laughs> I, I don't deal with, you know, that yeah. level of what's happening with him. 
God bless him, you know, but and that's that's you know, that's my guy, but I, I, I don't deal with that level. But, you know, at the end of the day, if if you actually believe the things that are being said about you because it's all over the headlines, then you can decide to not support somebody. And so I'm now wondering like how many more millions of dollars would have been made if there was an opportunity to do more movies, if there was an opportunity to do more shows, if there was an opportunity to, to as an entrepreneur, go into these boardrooms as a businessman. I'm smart, I'm articulate, I'm clean, I'm clear, I don't drink, I don't smoke. You know, I, I don't have a squeaky clean image, but there's a whole lot of people that we all know that's got work, images that are so bad, they'll never be able to cover from it. Mm-hmm. So if, I'm, if I woke up on September 11th, with another accusation, but this time it was an accusation that led to a restraining order, and I went 87 days, bro, without seeing my daughter. And I'm not a father that made a baby, and I'm on some deadbeat, like, you know, whatever, you you do you, I'm going to do me. Like, I take care of mine. Yeah, absolutely. I was at uh, Shayla's 10th birthday party at your house. All the way. Yeah. And I'm not a Disneyland dad. I'm not the dude that's like, oh, I love my daughter because of how much money. Can you come back to the front over here? <laughs> Go ahead, Todd. So, 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 you know, I just want to be able to, and, 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 and for those folks, Nate says, like, yo, how are you throwing your baby mama under the bus and all that? Let me tell you all something. Shut up. Shut up. It's been 10 years of me being thrown under the bus. And this is, let me tell you all something, which is real, real talk. Not only have I only spanked my daughter twice in 10 years, two times have I spanked my baby. The first time I spanked my baby, she asked me to spank my baby. The second time I spanked her because she lied to me about something, and I spanked her with my physical hand directly on her butt. Right. Did no wrong. How many times? Like eight times. No, no, no. I'm saying how many times have you spanked your your daughter? I spanked my daughter two times in 10 years. Okay, and you got a restraint. Well, I think I, second- I, sh- I should be held ridiculously accountable then because <laughs> I've spanked my daughter far many more times okay, and I've so, got four children and they've all had it. So as you can understand, <laughs> after 10 years of what, like you wake up on a Thursday and decide like, yo, this is something else that I'm going to accuse them of. It goes all over TMZ. I got lawyers. Uh, listen. And this is in Los Angeles. This is in Los Angeles. And you wake up in Atlanta. Yes. So every bit of that court case took place in in Los Angeles. Every bit of it. So you had to keep going back and forth to Los Angeles. Absolutely. And paying for lawyers. Bro, listen. My lawyer hit me for $108,000. Wow. Shayla's lawyer was $20,000. Okay? She had her own attorney. And then, of course, she had her lawyer. So I'm sitting in the courtroom, and she lied under penalty of perjury. I hope... (laughs) I hope, and this is me wanting to use my influence, I hope that somebody is able to get a hold of the transcripts and just print the highlights of her testimony. And you will understand how literally, even though I embarrass myself, even though the psych meds and all of the other stuff that we talked about end up contributing to whatever all of that madness was, at the end of the day, 10 years of lies. And I'm so happy that at the end of the day, the judge was in the courtroom like, yo, I, I can't believe what the hell is going on. 
Well, God bless so, that you came out on the other side. I want y'all to know in closing, uh, 10 seconds. Uh, so listen, <laughs> go to ShaylaRocks.com and every shirt that's purchased, we're going to help pay for fathers. We're going to give a percentage of all of the proceeds to all of the fathers out here who cannot afford legal representation for themselves. And we're also going to be giving money towards children who can't, who don't have attorneys to represent for themselves in the courtroom. ShaylaRocks.com. Go there and download, I'm sorry, and purchase any shirts. Get 20 of them, 30 of them, and know that the money is going to go towards fathers who don't have a, who have a, they have a voice in the court system. My man, Tyrese. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out CigarsInternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Kimana Paulus and Krista Hayes. Recorded at Mean Street Studios in downtown Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 